This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four dollars basketball bets, and regardless of the outcome, you'll get a free $50 bet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive $500 of bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. And Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25K. They upped it with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to go get started today. And, of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right. Welcome back, DJs, to the API Recap and TPC Course Preview. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, I know it was a rough weekend for you, so uh, I know how you're feeling, but, you know, I guess uh, you're doing okay. Listen, I, I'm just the bridesmaid again. It wasn't I'm a four-shot lead, at least. It wasn't a five. It was a four-shot lead <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Uh, I actually texted you and said, Hey, uh, I, I'm going to lose my mind if it's, this goes to five and I'm going to start betting every golfer behind him because he's going to blow it. And, and you end up blowing it anyway. So, uh, no, I had, uh, I had Victor Hovland, uh, another respectable second place finish for an outright I give out. That's just, that's just fine and dandy. Yeah. That, yeah. Maybe I should start betting each ways on all these guys, you know, you even, bet, even the 10 to 1 guys. You can't bet each ways, huh? I can, but it's not worth it to bet on Hovland. No, it's not. No. So now I'll, I'll say I have some comments about Hoblin that we'll get to. But uh, sure. why don't we first start with Sky Scheffler? Congratulations. Yeah, uh, shoved right. it in my face because I said I didn't really like him this week. Yeah. Um, like so, I, like <laughs> so, I, I like you talk about how this you know this term is about like your long iron play. And the only thing we can have actually to rely on is the proximity stats. Well, yep. Scheffler was the worst. And a ten thousand dollar range, and that just goes to show you how crappy those stats are and how to use them. Just like they don't mean anything at the end of the day. Right. And if that's what you looked at this week, of like, oh well, you know, over two hundred yards is not very good, or relative to this range, not very good. And well, it didn't matter, not did it. Yeah, Sanjay was great with those stats. Way to go, Sanjay! Thanks for ruining that top twenty bet, you prick. Yeah, yeah. We we'll get to a couple of people that you want to put on a boat in a little bit, but uh, no, you know, it, it's funny that uh, we've been talking about Scotty Scheffler of when is he going to win, and oh. now he's won two of the last three terms he's played in, and two big boy events too. Like, let me waste management, beat some really good players, and beat some really good players today right. too. Let me ask you a question. So, like, uh, so golf Twitter is talking about because he they got he's got the new guy on the bag. They've had seven yes, seven starts. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what. Oh, oh Ted Ted Scott. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's that's Bubba's old caddy. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So seven starts and two wins. It's pretty good. It's good. That's good clip. It's a, that's a yeah. Yes, it's a very good clip, right? So, how much do you think the caddy has to do with it? I think just Scotty's been knocking on the door enough times over the last two years that he just got done. Like like you know that contender pool. Of like how many times you've been in the mix, yeah. like within yeah. five going to the yeah. final round, he leads the PGA Tour in fifteen. Yeah, fifteen times the last two years. Eventually, you're going to win, and it just happened to be that he ended up just winning the last two times. So, he, and I imagine he's a Texas guy plays good in the wind. Like I just didn't like his betting number, and I don't know. I fell in love with you guys early. So, I mean, I just I I just didn't see it. It's hard to win so soon, and then now like I say that, and I bet right. Becky, I bet Hoblin, who's been win, win a lot yeah. lately. So. Yeah. 
it's hard to win multiple times on PG2 in so little starts. It's a dumb hangup I have. That's yeah. really the only reason why I didn't play him anywhere. I probably should have played him top 10 or a positional or a matchup or whatever. And I, I did. No part of Scotty. I had no part of Scotty. Listen, I, I, even though I had no money on it, man, the balls, like I said before, the balls this dude showed on the Ryder Cup, like, like fan for life. You know what I mean? Just fan mm-hmm. for life. Like, and I said I couldn't figure him out because he was, he was, he was kind of weak coming off the Ryder Cup. And I was like, I'm not going to be there just because I don't know how long that hangover was going to be. And now he's won two times. Yeah. Last yeah. Fucking three shoved times, it, so. shoved it in your face. At least I was on him for one of them. But, yeah, uh, man. Yeah. No, so he, he lost strokes off the tee this week. Oh, he lost, dude, he was bad off the tee today. He lost two strokes. He was a mess off the tee, dude, he but bad. he gained, what did he do today? He gained three strokes with his approach play, 0.7 around the green and gained two strokes putting. That's yeah. a very good day. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, listen, like, good for him. It was good a long time. Man. Love it. Yeah. I, 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 I like him a lot. I like, I, I, this is not a win that I'm really bitter about. Like, it, you know, my bet loss. If Billy well, Horse, if Billy Horse had won, I would have been salty. Well, we'll get to him in a little bit, but it, it, to quote my favorite movie, uh, or one of my favorite movies, ever seen the movie Margin Call? Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, of course Jeremy, I did. I was in yeah. finance. Dude, that's so much Irons. better than Big Short. That's, Jeremy Irons is up there talking to Kevin Spacey, and, and he's just like, you know, it's it's just it's just money. It's a made up thing that you know, so we don't eat each other. Yep, just money at the end of the day. And so you know, get get the first Scotty Scheffler, good that you got the win. So now let's get to Victor Hovland. I don't understand how he's so talented in so many ways striking off the tee but just when he gets into a bunker or off the green it's an automatic bogey that's unacceptable it's absolutely unacceptable that if he misses a green he's not getting up and down he hits some atrocious bunker shots dude that bunker where, shot where, on I, where I think he where on i think 17 well that was plugged i get it but that dude, was plugged on the down slope but no it, it what the one on what got me was there was a couple yesterday, but it, he wasn't even in a bunker tape. It was the par five twelfth. He the ball was sitting up yeah. in the rough, and he just duffed it. He duffed it twenty feet short. You have to get up and down for birdie there, like that. That's that's unacceptable of your Hovland. And this has been a constant issue for Hovland for the last two years. And it's clearly weakness. And I knew the risks going in when I bet him. And what, what am I going to say? He was up two with like seven holes to go. Like, obviously, if, you know, you're going to tell me before the tournament, you bet Hovland 18 to one and through <laughs> yeah. 65 holes, he's up two. Yeah, I'll take it. So, but like, like, I think we're waiting for him because his wins are kind of, they're kind of BS. Like All he won. Right. Okay. Well, he won in Dubai. That was, that's a legit win. I know. Mike was good too. I like Mike Koba, man. I do. This Mayakoba was okay. He beats the complete. It was the first one that, that was a garbage one. Okay. He won Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico doesn't count. He won the BMW International Open that featured nobody over there. Right. The Hero was a good win, but everybody was hung over. There was really only three guys who had to beat that week. I just, like, I, I think we're waiting for Hovland to get that big win, and he has to fix that short game. He has to hire somebody to get it done because this is, this is like, he's never, he's a really good player. He's not going to win majors if this is how he's going to be around the greens because at majors, you're going to miss greens, especially at US Open setups. And it's such a liability for him. Like, sure, you can top five, you can top 10 all you want, but like, 
the end of the day, you're gonna have to get up and down, you know, from off the green in a pressure spot. He, he just, I don't, he can't fade. I, I don't know. Like, do you share the same thoughts yeah. as I do, or am I just yeah. fair? No, no, I. So I don't think you're being unfair. His short game has improved. I just not not in the numbers. It hasn't. So I would I would say around the green. I didn't realize how bad he was out of the bunkers. You know who he needs is you know who, you know who he needs as a coach. You apparently. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's Victor, not, you listen to it. Not Austin Smothman. Not no. Austin. yeah. Don't talk to his old you know teammate Austin Eckrow. Don't talk to him either. He's no, no, no. Just too. come hire your boy. Half the cost. I'm fun to hang out with. You seem like you smoke a lot of weed, too. It's fine. Fine. You know what? Then you can go talk to him at TBC Sawgrass and try to give him tips, okay? I'm sure that's going to go over real well. Yeah, man. I, I'm very uncomfortable at golf tournaments uh, because I am who I am, and I don't – I'm like, man, I really don't want to do anything to get in trouble. <laughs> well, then you'd have your co-host yell at you on uh, Sunday or Monday about how big of a jackass you were and how much I hated hearing you on camera. Oh, so I actually did it uh, – I don't know. This is wait, this is I don't know, years ago. Uh, and, and Tiger was doing it, and uh, I videoed me yelling, let it ride for the mothership uh, after he hit a fucking long drive. And I think about that, and I'm like, if Steve ever heard that, he would chastise me. You're a douchebag. That's <laughs> what you are. You're just trying to get on TV. There's no other rhyme or reason why you would actually say that. Other well, than I was, just I was, me, I was, me, I, me, look at me. I was giving a shout-out to this. To the, the mothership, sir. Uh, they're trying to make it go viral. Fine, whatever. Okay. <laughs> You're still a douchebag. I wasn't employed by them. I was just a fucking crazy fucking caller. <laughs> I know. I, I, that's my get off my lawn moment yeah, right there. Exactly. Um, all right. Um, why don't we take a quick break, and then we'll finish up wrapping up this tournament, and then we'll start getting into the players. All right. Sounds good, man. So listen, uh, right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball in WinBet is helping you cash the basketball parlay bonus. All you, all users can receive a $10 free bet when they win, lose, or push a $20 four leg parlay or $20 plus four leg parlay between Monday and Thursday. They get a weekend bonus play. All you just receive a $50 free bet when they win, lose, or push four $50 bets on Saturday. Sunday basketball games. What? Weekend bonus play can be used toward upcoming college basketball action as well as the NBA. And new for WinBet casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to a G. That's right, 100% deposit match up to a G. Offers are subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's cover, hit on a couple other quick things for you. Uh, right, so, um, thank you, Rory, for Ooh, Christ. What a sweat. That was way too close for comfort. Now, was it? Oh, my God, dude. What a fucking nightmare. Not only that, I had a charity bet with Andy Lack against Ron, which I fucking, which I, of course, just sent him like a smirking gif on Thursday night. And and then Andy just dug in his heels and was like attacking me. And every time Ron would do something and fucking <laughs> and and Rory would fall, I would get a fucking text. And I'm doing shit around the house. I would just feel my phone buzz. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be something bad about Rory. <laughs> so. No, listen, Andy's one of the nicest guys I've ever met, but he can absolutely be a pit bull when he oh, yeah. digs his heels in. Oh, and yeah. he, yeah. he Oh, I appreciate it. it. I love it. Yes. I love no, it. No, I know you do. So, no, I, I was very aware of it. I was tracking it as well because uh, I also had a big bet on Rory to finish oh. the top 20, and I was not very happy when he dumped into the water on you 13. Text, you texted me. was on 13. You texted me, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. well, you're never doing that type of bet again. <laughs> but then he almost hit an ace on the next hole, and then he held the ship. Held it. Held so, it. Not even oh, dead. He did too, so thank you to Rory. Um, I owe Billy Horschel an apology. 
Uh, I'm mad enough to admit I'm wrong. I, he's playing good. Yep. Playing good. And this yep. was a big boy golf course where he can't really fake it around. He hit his irons great. He hit the long irons. Although I will Potter say. Potter was good. Potter was good too. I will say, uh, he hit, the reason why he lost this tournament, he hit three really stinky long irons this week. He hit a really stinky one on, actually, on 16 on, uh, Friday. He had another really bad one on, 17 on Friday, and he had a really bad one on 16 uh, today. Yep. So that's yeah, 16, But you know what? 16 was real bad. Yeah, yeah. But now he's going to go to Sawgrass, where there's not as many long approach shots. He's riding hot. I don't we'll know. We'll see. No. Uh, any uh, thoughts and prayers for Gary Woodland at all? Oh, my God, dude. I, I know I texted you. I was like, of course, I've been all fucking year and fucking, like, you know, if I, but, dude, 17 was so painful. That was really bad. So painful. Mean, you know what happened? You know what happened? Cousin Bush texted me fucking right before he eagled 15. And he was like, I just got Gary Woodland 20 to 1 before he eagled. And he sent me the eyeballs. I was like, Gary Woodland's dead. Yep. And then he plugged in the bunker. And he had to take two to get out. And he missed the oh. five. And that, oh. was, that was rough. Dude, he had more coming back than he had going in on that putt. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty rough. It was almost as bad as Victor's putt on... On 18, how do you leave it five feet short to know. win the tournament? You gotta get it there, dude. It, that his his wedges and putting were very shaky over the weekend. Let's put it that way. Uh, Hovland missed a lot of short putts, uh, and Woodland missed a couple shorties down the stretch too that would have gotten there. So you know what is what it is. He's playing good. It's nice to see Gary Woodland play great again. Yep. Uh, pretty good. And then I, you know, I'll let you have your turn a little bit. Um. I want to say some fuck yous to people. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Will Zalatoris, um, for I lied bet you for a top 20 over the weekend. You got in position on Saturday, and then you shot, what, a 79 today? And you were tied with Hatton on my head-to-head pre-tournament uh, going into today. That was over after five holes. Thank you very much. Uh, fuck you to Martin Laird, who submarined not only a top 40 that he was comfortably inside for about 54 holes, uh, but he ended up pushing with Matt Jones because he shot an 80 today. A guy who didn't play with his putter for nine holes of a round. Unbelievable. He had <laughs> like he had a six shot lead on Matt Jones today, and he went like plus six like over the last like five holes. <laughs> what an asshole! So fuck you to him. Um, I guess fuck you to Justin Rose. Fuck you to Paul Casey. Uh, I told you no Casey. Never Casey, man. Join the never Casey train, dude. God, he Join it. He's he's bad. He was he was T six heading into the weekend and he finished like seventy second. What the fuck happened? He's Paul Casey. That shouldn't happen. Okay, but he's for Paul for Casey. a tournament that was windy, windy. I know. striking. Yeah, I know. Trust English me. I, guy. Lost, I lost I lost the fucking matchup with him on Saturday. I got my shit pushed in on Saturday from trading day style. Yeah. Um so yeah, listen, I ended up losing a little bit, lost uh, about 1.8 units for people who care about tracking units. And you know, listen, we've gotten some feedback on that. We'll get to that on the betting show. We will, Tuesday, we will talk about our process, how we construct our cards, so you guys can have a better idea what's really on the line for us. So now, like, listen, matches went great. Uh, besides pushing on Martin Laird, I am going four two and one of matchups. Those are my biggest bets of the week. That's why I didn't really lose a whole lot this week. It's fine. It was my first losing week in five. We're moving on to players. How about you? Who, who are you ready to bury before we move on to the players? Fucking him. Like, goddamn, man. Like, he's usually good on the Florida swing. Like, what the fuck? Miscut, which I was completely willing to forgive. 
And then he comes out and he looks, he looks, I'm like, all right, fucking four under on, on Thursday, no win. And then it just slowly declines. And then today, what the fuck did he even do today? Like, what was that? Uh, he, he's been hitting the ball pretty bad the last three tournaments. Yeah, man. Some, something's, it might be time to get off. Get off the guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, other than that, I mean, just the same, just the same guys. Like, like I, I don't, I don't know if I can say fuck you, Rose. I feel like I got, I don't know. You know, I, here's what I need to do. I need to say myself, fuck you. These guys who I don't like at all, and then by like Wednesday and Thursday, I fall in love with. Like, mm-hmm. just ignore them. Ignore them. Like, yeah, stop, your first gut, your first gut on that was right. Stop taking the cheats. Stop taking. Yeah, I, I talked you into Rose. I apologize. I'm not. Yeah, you and then um uh and then uh, John uh, John uh not John uh Joe Doni. Yeah, Joe Joe talked me yeah. to him too. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, the, um, I'm sorry to anybody I talked into EVR too. That's never going to happen again. My apologies. I told you that fucking water and EVR don't mix. You said I don't know where he hurt you. Uh, probably here. <laughs> probably. No, you know it's TBC Twin Cities. I think that's where he hurt everybody. Right, right. Yeah, no, never again on him. Uh, let's see, Luke List was bad. Luke Thank Luke you, Max Homa. Bad. You were actually one of the bright spots for me this week. I appreciate yeah. that. And he had an ace, dude. How cool was and that? He had an ace. You yeah. hear what he said? He was like, I didn't even know. Because I have really bad eyes, I didn't realize I had a hole in one until the crowd went nuts. <laughs> you might want to get that fixed if you're a professional golfer. You kind of need to see things pretty well. Yo, let me tell you, dude. So I'm colorblind, man. Sometimes it's hard for me to find a fucking golf ball. Are you really comparing yourself to a PGA Tour pro again? No, no. After, no. Every ta- after, after you tried to compare yourself. Motherfucker, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, listen, you're having bad eyes. Like, it, it's tough. Like, like, I don't have bad eyes. I have, like, 2015 vision, but I'm colorblind. So it's hard for me to find the ball sometimes. In in the rough, like it's just hot. It's all. It's all Why I'm don't saying. you use like a I don't know, like a orange ball or like a green ball, something you can actually see. Well, so I, I can see the white ball against the green, but I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's very difficult. Like the green, green yellow is what I'm. Or green red is what I'm calling one. Okay. All right. Then use a blue ball then. I feel like that would just disappear as well. And I don't like blue balls. No one likes blue balls, Steve. All right. No one. Does. <laughs> all right. While we move on to players, let's a quick break. So I mean, I don't think we need to go through everybody in the field. No. Uh, 40 of the top 50 golfers in the world are here. Uh, uh, the ones who aren't is Bryson, who's still nursing the injuries. I, I heard, I think, on a podcast that he's not coming back to the Masters. Really? Well, it makes sense. I mean, it's after the players, you have Valspar, WGC match play, which is a bullshit, doesn't matter event. Although, um, I, I'm always into the match play. I know. it's It's fun, but, like, there's not really a whole lot to get out of it in general because it's match play. And then you have the Royal Texas Open, which whatever, and then you got the Masters. So, yeah, I mean, if he's going to take another four weeks off just to get recuperated, that's fine. And then obviously Phil's not here for obvious reasons. Um, maybe the secret suspension from the PGA Tour is keeping him away. I don't know. Um, we probably won't see him for a little bit. But otherwise, Rom, DJ, Morikawa, all that stuff. So, why don't we take a uh, quick break, and then we'll start talking about the golf course. All right. So, listen, there's never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Tool, a daily fantasy, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play for free and paid for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as 25K. Look, it's already up the to- We've been doing this for like, what, a month? And it's gone from 15 to 25K. So people are going to play the ponies, go join them. Don't know anything about horses? Doesn't matter. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download on stableblue.com. 
and multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at all tracks over the U.S. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in our app, and we can compare our stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many, how many winners you can pick in your stable, and we'll see you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. All right. Let's move on to the players. Let's go. Yep. So let's talk about TBC Sawgrass. Um, so obviously this is a Pete Dye design, open yep. in 1980. The story behind it is that the PGA Tour commissioner basically wanted to create like its own like crown jewel. Um, yep. you know, like a fifth major, major, sir. The fifth basically, major. yes. So they tried going around to different golf courses around the Jacksonville area, just kept getting rebuffed. So he decided, well, you know what? Can't beat them. I'm just going to build my own. Uh, so we end up buying a piece of land, 450 acres of wooded swampland for $1, which I would buy for a second. Zero chance. Zero chance that happened. Ponte Vedra is the richest, nicest area of Duval County. There's zero fucking chance. I couldn't get a slushy right now at, uh, for a dollar in fucking Ponte Vedra. Yeah. No, it's, it's probably maybe it was $1, quote unquote, with some royalties or something attached to it. So. Yeah, they, uh, yeah some, some weird excise taxes and who knows. Basically, yeah. So then they hired Pete and Alice Dye to basically fulfill the guy's dream, creating a championship caliber golf course that was partially, you know, so it's like a really good golf course, really challenging. But also he wanted to deliver like a stadium fan experience where and I'll, I'll bring you in in a little bit because you've sure. been on the grounds yep. where. Basically, it's it's easy to go from hole to hole. You kind of know where everything is. You know, you have the 17th there where you can just congregate around the lake. You know, it's just a raucous atmosphere. Because, you know, if you look at, like, a lot of golf courses, like, it's hard to get to one end of the property or the other. Yeah. It seems like it's sawgrass. Everything's kind of, like, all right there. Yeah. So I'll tell, you how, I'll tell you how all right there it is. My wife doesn't even mind coming to this golf course. Okay. To, like, that's – if you know my wife – She's not a fan of getting dressed up and like walking long distances. And so she still has a good time at TPC. Okay. So before I start getting into it then, so you've played this golf course. Yep. You've been to it multiple times. You're going to go this weekend. Yep. Um, so what do you like about the place? Like what's your favorite parts about it? So I'm super biased, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I wasn't like, I wasn't even playing golf the first time I went to this. I think I was like, I don't know, 26 years old working for, for Merrill. Um, and, and like everybody was just leaving the office to go to this golf tournament. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll go. Whatever. Let's go. Let's get the fuck out of there. We were like the benefactor 10. I was like, Oh, well, this is nice. <laughs> right. So, um, and then I started learning how to play golf and I go every year for the most part. I didn't go a couple of years. I didn't go last year for whatever reason. I don't know why I didn't go last year. Um, and I played it four times. Uh, I love the course. I got my first birdie there ever. Um, I love fucking – so everybody loves 17, which everybody loves. I like 16 and 18. I love 12. Um, the only things I don't like about it, and this is probably for me playing it, is you can't find a fucking flat line there anywhere. Like if you – it's like the, the mounds are all over the fucking place. And for somebody who goes out and plays it, like it's a nightmare. Um, yeah. But I, I like 17. 17's fine. Like I, I have a good time there. And maybe it's just because I've been to it so many times and like whatever it is, what it is. Like I think 18's a much more intimidating shot. Much more intimidating. Oh, for sure. So much more intimidating. For sure. There's so many ways stuff can go wrong there. Yeah. And yeah. I like how I like how you could definitely eagle fucking 16 going into 17 to to try to get some momentum. I love the drivable par four on 12. Like, yeah, man. Like, 
whatever. I like it as a fan, like being there and watching these guys go up and look at the different strategies and shit. Like it's fun. Like whatever, man. It's fun. Right, you're not gonna like what I say about twelve a little bit. <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah. I love the course. It's uh, it's fun. They put on a really good. It's it's super easy. As far as like walking around, they always, they got good food. They have all the Jacksonville food trucks in one spot. So, you know, we can go get some decent food. They got bars everywhere. It's like a big party, man. Um, it's, uh, it's good. And we're not like, we're not as wild as Arizona, obviously. Um, but I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a spot to be this week. My daughter actually works. Oh, this is what I meant to tell you. I meant to tell you this pre pod. Um, so my daughter works at a restaurant right, like literally right next to Sawgrass. And, okay. and she's super excited about this week because hopefully she's going to make a shit ton of money. And so I went down for – because the kids are stupid and they don't know directions unless it's in their phone. And her phone was about to die, so I had to go get her and show her the way back home because her phone died and she had no charger. Yeah, she had she, she has that little sense of direction. Uh, but so I'm driving by. So I drive by PGA. So the PGA headquarters is right there. And I'm watching. Dude, there was a line of like, no lie, like 75 cars. It was like 10 o'clock at night on what day is today? Sunday, Sunday so uh, Sunday, yeah. Friday night. 75 cars coming out of the uh, agronomy section of fucking of TPC Sawgrass. I was like, I meant to text you it, but it's a one lane road and I like, didn't mm. want to do that. And I was like, oh, what are they working on? Like, what are they talking about? They must be freaking out about the rain or how much they're going to do. Like, ooh, I was like, I, bet, I actually meant to text you. So. Well, that's, that's, that's great, buddy. So, well, so I, I, so I think I agree with you. Um, I mean, to us mere mortals, it can be a real pain in the ass oh, golf course, but just watching it, it's a very good championship level golf course to watch yeah. these guys play. Like, listen, like, I do I want to play like a Bay Hill? Probably not. Like, do I want to play like a Tory Pines? Probably not. Like, TBC Saga is actually one that is yeah. difficult. I would get my ass kicked. I want to play it. Yeah. Like, just there are a lot of really great things that Pete Dye and Alice Dye did to make it really challenging for you guys. That actually makes sense. Now, over the years. Some of what he's done has kind of been lost because they've done a lot of renovations. Like, like this golf course is originally like wild. Like it was just like rugged, natural. It looked pretty much nothing like this. But now, you know, for the last couple of years, as they built this, you know, turn it up, yeah. they wanted to look perfectly manicured. Like the oversee, they wanted to pop just be emerald green. Like I think you've noticed probably the last couple of years, like it just looks and feels so much different than what it was. Oh, that's, that's another thing. That's another thing I hate. I hate that we're in match now. I hated yeah. it. I hated it in May only because I could never go to Sunday because it was Mother's Day. I'm like, ooh, I can't go to Mother's Day. Like, yeah. uh, but like the weather blows. Like it blows, dude. Every time I've been yeah. there in match, it's fucking cold. It sucks. It's cold yep. in Florida. Like it's, it's typically like drizzly and miserable. Like, I don't know. Well, and, and, and it's not even real Bermuda, like it's you know. No, it's know. it's no, it's the overseas. It's not Bermuda yeah. at all. It's yeah. this is where for earlier it's gonna be or later it's gonna be ryegrass, yep. fairways and rough, uh, which you need to dump a ton of water on in order to get it in playable conditions like they want, and it's gonna be overseeded poetrivialis and velvet bentgrass greens. It's this it's, is. Yeah. It, it plays usually softer than what a Bermuda would at this yep. time of year. I understand why they have to have it because. I joke that it's cold for Florida, but it legitimately it's cool is. For cold. Yeah, yeah, it's you're in North Florida, like it's yeah. lows of in the 40s. Like you can, it dude, otherwise it's been, this golf course will be brown. Yeah, dude, it's been in the fucking, uh, it's been in the in the 30s multiple times, fucking yeah. over the past couple of weeks. Like, yeah, it's so crazy. 
So they have to overseed it. It's like, yeah. it takes a little bit of the teeth out of it, but I, I, it's still a challenging golf course. It's going to be challenging this week yeah. with some weather, but it's challenging just because of like how Pete Dye does, you know, design this. And like a lot of architects and a lot of golf courses I look at, like where they put the bunkers and the hazards just don't make any sense. Like there's no incentive to play towards them because like they're just there. They're right. there to just penalize people. But like what Pete Dye has done, <clears throat> like his principles is, if you want the best look, <clears throat> excuse me, at the green, you need to play towards them. And there's a lot of holes like that on this golf course. I'm sorry, I I have a frog in my throat. Come on, come on. Yeah. So what he's talking about is is yeah <clears throat> is is typically the professionals can just fucking avoid it, not worry about it, and still have a good look right. at the green. On okay. this course, that is not the case. So yep. So all right. So let's start with the first hole. So right off the bat, it's a 423 yard par uh, par four. The green is angled like to eleven o'clock if you're looking at it. Yeah, little to the left. Down to the right, there is a long bunker that goes from about two hundred five to two sixty three. Using lesson driver on this on this hole, it's a narrow fairway. There's a water hazard all the way to the right. Yep. But you have to play towards it. You got to keep it on the right side of the fairway, or else you're not gonna have a good look at the pin. If you hit a really good shot off the tee We're down the right, you have a great look at the green. Wait. You hit down the left. Hey, it's safe. You gotta hit over two bunkers. Yep. Uh, the, how the green is sloped. You have to basically hit it on like the, the Volkswagen or to get to a pin. Yeah. It just, you don't have any shot. Uh, seventh hole, same thing. You know, the green is angled about at two o'clock off the fairway. Down the left side, you have a water hazard all the way left. You have another, a long, like narrow, awkward, elongated bunker down the left too. And you have miles of fairway to work with on the right. Problem is, if you want to hit down the right and safe, you hit it again over two bunkers. There's a collection area behind the left oh. side of the green that you're hitting into. They, if you go longer to go down into there, but if you hit down the right, you have a great view of the green. Uh, the eleventh hole, kind of the same thing. Like there's a big bunker down the left. It's a par five over water, but you shorten up the hole if you play towards the bunker and you take more of the water out of play. Whereas if you hit it down the right, it's a longer approach shot. You got to hit over the water. You got to hit over the bunker too. And the eleventh hole is, if you remember back in 2019, I I will always remember this hole because of your boy, John Rom. Yeah, you yeah. remember the meltdown. The meltdown. So let's set let's set the scene. He's tied for the lead yep. at the Players Championship in the final round, and he hits it down that left bunker, and he is just stone dead. It's obstru- he has absolutely yeah. zero view of the pin. Like you can see it under all the the, the tree limbs. Yeah, blow, but in order to get to the pin, he would have to hit a massive duck hook from 220 yards out of a fairway bunker that's partially yeah. buried too. A ter- not a very it was a bad lie. lie. It was a bad lie. So it was not a good lie. He had a, a duck hook to it, which listen, they have the right wind conditions. He could. The problem was it was a left or right wind at 15 and 20 miles per hour. There was 0.0 chance he could actually go for the green. And get there, like even hit the bunker on the right side. Yeah. So Good the job. caddy is pleading with him, <laughs> just uh, lay up. I can give you a flat lie down the fairway, and then you can hit a wedge into your third. And John Rom's like, Rom's like, no, I don't feel comfortable with that. So he takes a four iron, tries to hook it around the trees, and wouldn't you know it, hits it right into the water hazard. Who could have thought that coming? Trying to hit a draw in a left to right 15 mile per hour wind over water. Yeah, sure. That's really a rubber. And then he blamed his caddy. 
Yeah, he was a young John Rom then. Let's not let's not do the Rom hey, shit. Stop making let's, excuses. Let's not do let's do the Rom stuff tonight. I bet against John Rom this week. Uh, listen, let's let's just leave that. Let it let, let right. it be. All right. So there's that hole. Then let's talk about the twelfth hole, which you really like. I love it. Yeah, as a so spectator, have, fine. As a spectator, bro, it's okay. super fun to be. Fine. As a spectator, fine. They've tinkered with this over the year. Now, Pete I never liked drivable par fours, and they decided this golf course needed one. So, I mean, like, a lot of your shorter par fours is, like, the old way it was constructed, where the fairway runs out about, like, 250, you got to hit less than driver off of it, and then you got to hit, like, a wedge into, like, a green. They want a drivable par four to make it a little more, cha- you know, make it more exciting. So what they did was they put a water hazard all the way to the left of the green, a long, like, you know, <clears throat> Pete is known for his really long, skinny bunkers. That's all the way down the left. <clears throat> but the problem, though, is you have a really generous bailout zone all the way to the right. And yeah. with the overseed, once the ball hits the turf, it kind of stops. There really isn't any strategy. There's no point in laying up because you can just hit a three wood down to about the front right part of the green, chip up, and you're walking away apart. The only real r- way you can screw this up is if you hit a duck hook into the water. That's it. It's not I've really seen, a whole lot. I've seen guys fuck it up to the right. I've seen guys fuck it up to the right. Brandon Grace, the reason why I used to talk shit about Brandon Grace was because this is the hole that he talked shit at Tommy for, for finding his golf ball. Well, they, they got, yeah, but here's the thing. They got rid of all those trees. That's no longer there. That was like, three, that was, that was the year right before COVID. I know. They changed it after that. So. No, it was a bush. It was like a little bush. Yeah, they got rid of it. They got rid of all that. It's, it's all clear now. It's, it's just a runoff area to the, to the right of the green now. So guys just hit a. Oh, no, 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 no. So Grace was short, like way short of the green. Probably like, I don't know, fucking 40 yards. Okay. Yeah. Short of the green to the right. That's a bad shot then. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Brennan Grace was a dickhead about it. That was the whole point. Fine. Fine. Regardless, most guys play correct. A nice three wood all the way to the front of the green. You can putt up, get rid of your your birdie. So, um, and then we go to the 17th. Obviously, everybody knows it. I yep. mean, it's listen. It's an island green. Not really a whole lot of like the green. The green complex is mean though. It's it is, it is true. I will. The green complex is tricky. I will yeah. give you that. But it yeah. just it's it's an island green. But what makes it so intimidating is that you got like what thirty thousand people around there, and it's over water. I and when, and when the wind when the wind is swirling, <laughs> it's difficult. And it's a concrete green. Like last year, you saw oh. the balls bouncing off it. Like that the pin, yeah. they put the pin all the way in the back. Yeah. yeah, you saw guys like spinning off the green, like they were hitting like the top shelf and rolling over. That was pretty entertaining to watch. Like that's great. Yeah, that was great. So maybe I don't give this hole enough credit. Like when the when the green's playing firm, it's great. Yeah. If it's not, whatever. And then obviously 18 is a great closing hole. You got water all the way down to the right. Love it. It's love it's, 18. You got to hit like JT was hitting his like basically a snap hook yeah. <laughs> down the back nine. He had a perfect snap hook. Right in the middle of the fair, or actually, you know what? It was actually close to the, he almost hit in the water. I yeah, think. dude, it was, it, the yep. line he took, do you remember? Cause we had him at what, 18 to 1, 20 to 1, just yeah, with a bad number. Yeah. And I, I was watching the line on TV like, <gasps> like I couldn't breathe. I was like, no. I know. But it stayed in and he got <laughs> up and down for par, or he got in for par and. He, there's no way he meant that to do it. that. There's no way. What's that? There's no way he meant to do that. No, he was hitting the, like a, like a, I don't you remember in 16, he hit the same I, shot. That's fine. I just don't think he because I remember his body language would be him. He looked nervous though. That apparently was his fairway finder at that point. So, and then you got and then if you miss it, if you miss it your approach shot. You got those miserable bunkers to the right. Yep, uh, you do. But, oh my dude, I've hit out of there 
I played there four times. I got there twice. Absolutely. There's a lot of miserable bunkers at TB Soccer. There's a side. No, no, no. I know. I'm I'm talking about the mounds, not the actual bunkers. Okay. Well, there's, okay. The the moguls. moguls. Yep. You have those all over the golf course. You have tiny bunkers. Yeah. Like the size of like a hula hoop. They're all over the place. Like, why is this bunker here? Oh, it's here because I'm in it. Yeah. (laughs) I can't get out. Exactly. Yeah, Pete died, Pete died as a motherfucker. He's a, evil genius, bro. Evil genius. That's why I like it. What blows my mind is that how low these guys can go at courses like this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just insane to me. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I I love TPC. Obviously, I live literally ten minutes from it, so right. it's 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 a. It's I mean, a, the winning score like last couple of years has been minus fifteen because you got, we've gotten kind of some crappy weather. Uh, the wind was up last year. No. They kept scoring down the first couple rounds. Uh, and then the wind kicked up over the weekend um, in 2019, and that made conditions pretty tough on Sunday. So yeah, like if we get some wind, cold, which it looks like this weekend, where you guys are going to get, you know, don't get frostbite. Make sure you bundle up. You know, grab some chicken noodle soup so you can eat out on the golf course. Keep yourself warm, Capper. Don't hate me because you live somewhere where it fucking snows. Okay. I've hey, it was, it was 69 degrees today. Yeah, I was, it was very happy up here. Unfortunately, right. it was 50 mile per hour winds. And right. Why? I don't know. We got a front coming through. We actually got bigger wins than they got in Bay Hill. I would like to see these guys play Oak Hill today. That, well, first of all, there'd be sticks and yeah, snow mountains. What are you talking so. about? Guys <laughs> got, 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 got nine inches of snow fucking three weeks oh, ago. Oh, it's gone. In 69 degrees, that melts quick. All right. Well, why don't we take an hour break, and then we'll start reading on Bay New strategies. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Listen, did you guys know they're browsing online using on incognito mode? Doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without ad security, you might as well give away all your private data to hack his advertisers. Looking at you, Tommy, your ISP and prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet, encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, which I know is important to you guys, and more importantly, shielding from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish will make you virtually visible, invisible online. Uh, it's as simple as that. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming. Whether I'm at home or I'm in public, I don't go online without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. And it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on, so stop sharing the the world. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com, promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Alright, saw some nuts and bolts of the golf course. Alright, so go. this is a par 72. Yep. Plays just a little under 7,200 yards. Average green size about 5,500 5, square feet. About average for PGA Tour standards. Um, the most important thing you need to remember about the uh, when TBC Sawgrass played in March is different agronomy. So in May, you had Bermuda, Bermuda Greens, Bermuda Rough, Bermuda Fairways, all that stuff. In March, it's overseeded. And it's actually the same turf conditions as you see at um, TBC Scottsdale which actually the superintendent used to work there. Really? So, yep. So ryegrass, um, fairways and rough, which you need a lot of water in order to get that done uh, there. And then you have velvet bentgrass greens and poa trivialis overseed. So, again, 
Very important this week that even though this is usually a Bermuda golf course, um, it's overseed. And, and that also kind of makes looking at course history a little challenging this week because, you know, for most of, most of these guys experience at TPC Sawgrass is when it was played in May, when it was a different agronomy. And as we all know, you put them on different surfaces, different turf, like even playing like out of like ryegrass overseeded fairway is different than what it is if it's Bermuda. Like we actually kind of saw it this week at Bay Hill where typically those fairways are overseeding. The ball kind of sits up a little bit, just a fraction of like a centimeter more. But when it sits down in Bermuda, it lays flat and like it, it makes a big difference, like not just on the greens when it's overseed, but when it's in the fairway. So, so you got to make sure that like if you're looking at tournament history before 28 to 2019, like be careful because it's completely different. Like, I mean, we saw Webb Simpson win. He's really good in Bermuda. We saw Siwoo Kim win. He's really good in Bermuda. Like now it's, and we've Not had JT bad. and Rory. Those are kind of more like the ryegrass, like overseeded type of guys. So be careful of that. So that's one reason why looking at course history is a little dicey. And another reason why is just because of this golf course. There is a lot of turnover year after year about how these leaderboards are. You know, and I think it just goes to this how penal this place is, where if you don't have it, kind of like we saw the Honda Classic, like where we talked about how like, you can see guys play great one year, and then the next year they miss the cut by a mile. Like, we <laughs> saw that with Sung Jae in this year. Like, that, yeah, yeah he played awful. Uh, I think, like, Fleetwood was the same way. Like, he had, like, two top ten finishes and came here. Nope. Like, it was not a good right get-right uh, get spot for him just because nope. he had been playing bad. Same thing kind of here. Like, if you're playing bad, like, this is not a get-right spot for you. This no. is not going to be a place where you come, <laughs> like, oh, I feel comfortable. No, you're not going to be like that this week. Yeah. And – I think there's a lot of turnover here too, just because TPC Sawgrass is not really a golf course that ha- fits a certain criteria. Like no. you're not going to see like all your ball strikers up top. You're not going to see all your bombers up top. You're not going to see all your putters or scrambles up. The great mix. There's a lot of parity on these leader. Boys. Look at last year. Look at it was Bryson and Westwood, and then JT ended up winning. Yep. Brian Harmon was like top five. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Taylor, was making a push. Taylor Gooch is up there. Like Doug I, Gim, I think was it Doug Gim and like, yeah, but he faded down the stretch. So. I know, yeah, but down the stretch on Sunday. Well, yeah, let me uh hold on. Let's pull up the top ten for last. Let, yeah, let's pull up the top ten for last year, and we'll kind of give you an idea like how yeah, it's Dougie, different. Dougie Gim was like, I feel like he was like in the Come second on. to last group on Sunday. He was. He was paired with JT, and he got to win his JT. <laughs> that's right. That's that. right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So you had JT win. I mean, he's just kind of good at everything. You know, just a classic, solid, just. All around good game. Lee Westwood, really a ball striker, can't putt. Uh, Bryson, a bomber. Brian Harmon, T3, short, accurate guy, can putt. Paul Casey, another guy who's like team no putt. Taylor Gooch isn't all that great, like off the tee, not really a great putter, but good he's got a really good iron player, really good scrambler. Corey Connors, great iron team player. no putt. Uh, Shane Lowry, kind of a little bit good at everything. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call him all that great off the tee, but like everything else is pretty good. John Rahm. Yeah. Kind of pretty well-rounded player. Daniel Berger, accurate, good putter, yeah. you know, decent iron player. Matthew Fitzpatrick, short, accurate, good putter. Yeah. He wasn't hit his irons all that great back then, but, you know, he was pretty good there. Sergio Garcia, team no putt. Jason Kokrak, you know. I forgot Kokrak was Yep, he was T9 last year. Victor Perez, rest in peace, by the way. He's nowhere now. Um, wait, did he die? No, he didn't <laughs> die. His career's almost dead. Yeah, he's not playing very good around. Yeah, Charles Howell the third. See, we came like – 
like I just list off a bunch of players. Like you can't really name me a good theme to everybody. No, there's no theme to that. Yeah, no. like yeah, Cam Smith fin- finished uh, T17. Ryan Palmer, Sung, like Charlie Hoffman, like it's a big mix. Like has has any a- has any Ponavija or close to Ponavija? Like there's a ton of golfers around me. Like has any of them won it? I know Furyk won it at one point. Who lose here? Now Furyk's number one. He finished second a couple years ago. No, I don't think he's one of the players. I thought he won one back in the day. I don't think so. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go look okay. after this. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who lives at Town of Vigia. You probably know better than I. Oh, do. I know a shit ton of guys. Like Cam Smith lives here. Billy. Horton yeah, lives I don't. Here. Um, neither of those guys have won. Uh, Cam Smith won. So yeah. So I, I guess my point is is that when you're dealing with course history, it's very volatile here, and it's no surprise that when you look at the relative skill set chart, which I like to use on data golf. It is one of the least predictive uh, skill set charts I've ever seen. Sounds great. The only thing that's predictive is that guys who tend to hit a lot of fairways and have some sort of drive accuracy do pretty well here, which makes a lot of sense because if you're hitting it all over the place, you are in for a very tough time at – yeah, not only is there – it's one of the most penal golf courses in the PGA Tour. It's the ninth most penal golf course on the schedule. Uh, It's the tenth most penal if you miss a fairway. So that's a combination of just – if you're – off the fairway and in the rough, you just mentioned it. You got a lot of mogul mounds, a lot of uneven lies into the <laughs> tough, tricky greens. No. Not easy. You got water hazards. You have those skinny, elongated, awkward bunkers to hit out of that are never easy to get out of. But I, I feel like whenever I've played, I have never actually had my feet in one of those bunkers. It's always yeah. the ball is in and I, my feet are on the outside. Right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not great. So, guys, if you're hitting a lot of fairways here, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. But – from there, there's a lot of ways that guys can have success. You know, there's not really a whole lot of correlation between good iron players and bad iron players coming into success here. Yeah. Not a whole lot of correlation between good scramblers and bad scramblers. Although it's, it, that's, I think, like of three that we'll talk about. Yeah. That's the most correlated because I just think like, you know, the, the areas around the green here are pretty tricky. Yeah. So that's Easy probably, a, especially with bad weather, it's probably a skill we're looking at and yeah. putters. I just ain't a lot of guys who suck at putting, but they they just ball strike their way to really good yeah. finishes, like Corey Connors, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, all those guys. So I don't necessarily look at it. Oh, and then driving distance. You, like I just said, short guys, long guys. That don't matter. Like, basically, you got to plod your way around this place, and you got to play by Pete Dye's rules. That's why, like, sometimes drivers take it out of these guys. That's a great way to put it. You have to play by Pete Dye's rules. Sometimes you see guys just trying to overpower the golf course and not play how the quote-unquote architect they are intended. <laughs> Shout out Bryson at Detroit Golf Club and Wingfoot. Here. That was only one round, though. I, I, I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill. It was only one fucking round. Where I'm, ta- I'm talking about more Detroit Golf Club. He's actually said that, you know, sorry, Donald Ross, but your bunkers are not in play for me, which is true. Uh, but here, and you remember last year, that he plied around. He played patient. He didn't try to hit driver everywhere. He didn't try to take all he he was aggressive. He picked his spots really well to be yeah. aggressive. Yeah. But he checked his ego at the door, and that's really important here. You need to check your ego in the clubhouse and just say, okay, if you're only gonna allow me to just hit an iron or a three wood, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. You know, just keeping the fairway at all costs. And so, like, even though like the skill set chart says it's not correlated, it doesn't mean it's not important. Right. What I see it as is that it allows somebody to take whatever they're best at, and they can have success here. So 
you can have a guy who maybe you're not as great of an iron player, but you're awesome from off the greens. You're a good putter. As long as you keep in the fairway, you're going to be good. No. You got a really good iron player. You're going to fire a pins. You can get it close. Maybe you're not a great putter, but you know what? Success here. Maybe you find a little magic from off the green. You know, let's just say you're just like, you know, maybe a putter, a good iron player, really bad scrambler. Well, if you hit a bunch of greens, it's not really going to matter. So I guess what I'm saying is that I'm not necessarily looking for a particular type this week. It's more like, do you do a lot of things well? Do you have a lot of ways to score around the golf course? And Jack like, of all it, trades. Yeah. And it, like, do you have really glaring red flags? Right. Like, like, for example, Hoblin this week, glaring red flag around the green, like just kryptonite. And like stuff like that is when you have a serious weakness in your game, going to this place is going to maximize it so much that you're not going to be able to recover. So just look out for that. I guess if I'm breaking ties, if you want to look at what actually drives the variation scores on the leaderboard, kind of like we saw last week at Bay Hill, how you strike a tee to green with your ball striking, it's easier to separate yourself on the leaderboard than it would be your putting. Yeah. So if you just show up this week with just all you got is your putter, you're not you're gonna not gonna be here long. Like it's 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 harder to do that here than the average PJ tour. Stop, you gotta hit the golf well off the tee, you gotta hit your irons pretty good. That's how guys like if you have a really good iron week, you're gonna separate yourself more than the average player than if you have a really good putting week. What is here. So um so yeah, like if I'm breaking ties, it's gonna be or towards a better ball striker, but yeah. like I'm not describing like every week though. Right. But like, I'm not counting out like a Mackenzie Hughes. Like yeah, it's a guy who sucks off the tee, sucks with his irons. So I was going to say, he just was, gets up and down and he puts well. I was gonna, like, I wish off the tee brought more stuff in because I feel like getting off the box here is very important. It, very is, important. it is, but it's, you're taking driver out of the guy's hands. So sometimes, well, a lot of the time. So you can't really like like this is, it's hard. The, this is the eye test betting. This is the eye test betting. Yeah, this so is the like, eye test. Like, okay, are you yeah. really erratic? Right. Obviously. So, all right. Why don't we take uh one more break yeah. and then we'll uh wrap this all up. All right. Well, listen. Uh, PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Match Madness is right around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, PropSwap is betting thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams like West from Iowa. Who sold a $250, 30 to 1 Arizona to win the championship ticket for $750 on PropSwap? Now is the time to find those Cinderella's while odds, while the odds and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. When, when you're making bets, remember to go for two. Make sure to buy two tickets for the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buys across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry up and download the app. Today, they got fantastic features like filtered listed tickets for the best value and activity feeds so you stay in the know for all the big sales and red hot tickets and a loyalty reward program that turns your sales into bonus cash. And of course, a first deposit match. When you use promo code SGP on your first deposit, PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. So go join the real sports bettors on PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. And of course, do not forget to go download the SGPN app. Uh, the app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us on app review and download the SGPN app today. Okay. So, you know, we talk about how being able to separate yourself with the ball striking is important this week. So why don't we talk about where they're hitting their irons from this week? So yep. 
I posted – my article is going to come out, I think, tonight. I put the approach shot distribution chart from last year. And what you're going to notice is it's pretty balanced, which to me means this is a really good golf course. Like you're not hitting a whole lot of the same shots over and over. It's a very yeah. wide variety of what you're hitting. Like, Use all your clubs, motherfucker. Well, yeah, you're basically getting tested <laughs> through the bags this week. Yeah. Like, so if you look at this distribution chart, it's about – PG Tour average for shots under 125 yards and under. Like, it's a small number, but it's about what you usually have on tour. Um, I guess if there is an area where you're not hitting as many shots from about 175 to 225, um, but only maybe a little bit more from 125 to 175, maybe only a little bit more over 225. So you're not really overweight or underweight on, you know, a big, you know, a big like range. Right, right. So even if you take the ones that you're overweight on, which would be from 125 to 175 and over 225, that only accounts for 59.7% of all your approach shots. That's a big gap right yeah. there. That's still 40.3%. That's still four out of 10 shots you're not yeah. accounting for when you're handicapping. So for me, I just got done ripping on the proximity stats at the beginning of the show. I'm not looking at proximity shots, stats this week. I don't want to get misled on just looking at, like, like what's the benefit of looking at, like, okay, I'm going to look at 125, 175, and over 225. Like, no. And that's not even covering 60% of all their approach shots. Why yeah. would I do that? Yeah, that's the point. I'm not going to overcomplicate it. I'm nope. just going to look at stroke scan approach this approach. week. Just yep. solid iron. Because, again, I feel like the best iron players are probably the best ones through the bag. So that's what I'll be looking for this week. Um, and then as far as like, I guess other things, like, I guess I'm looking like, even though kind of like at the Honda where like that was more about like, there's a lot of really bad ball strikers, but you got to hit your irons really good. So I looked at more short term form, kind of doing the same thing this week because I know that there's not a cookie cutter template of a guy that is usually pretty good if you're looking long term stats, but if we're hitting their irons pretty good coming in, hello, Billy Horschel, you know, somebody like that. I'm not saying I'm going to pick him, but like that's an example of a guy who long range stats, his iron yeah. play kind of sucks. Listen, I, listen so he's hitting I, great. I bet yeah. Billy Horschel two weeks ago. No, 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 no. This isn't. I'm not telling you to bet him. I'm just giving an example of that type of player. There's probably a lot of players in this range, like an Alex Noren. Like he long range stats, his iron play isn't very good, but he's hitting them good coming in. That might be a good play, like to like a guy that you might not pop in this models, but. Maybe he's like he can bank on how he's such a good scrambler and putter usually, and he's saying his iron's great. Yeah, you know, that can kind of carry him. So, and then I know I talk about you know course history is a little unpredictable just because they've changed it since 2019. But here's the top ten and strokes gained at this golf course, and it kind of more reinforces that just a lot of different players are good here. So all right, right at the top, Siwoo Kim plus 2.26 in 21 rounds, very volatile player, but he's really good here whatever he is. Uh, Corey Connors is number two, plus 2.25 in nine rounds. Great ball striker, can't putt a lick. Number two, Hideki Masayama, same thing. Great ball striker, putt, plus 2.18 in 25 rounds. Justin Thomas, the 2021 winner, uh, he's fourth. Sergio Garcia, guy, great ball striker, can't putt. Adam Scott, uh, who now apparently is a good putter. Uh, but this, he's just, this, I, I guess they're more with than well bullshit, with his bullshit belly putter. I don't give a fuck what they say. It's bare, it's, it's fucking, it's nine centimeters away from his body. That shit is fucking grabbing garbage. It's, it's, it's a make it, thing. make it illegal. No, garbage. No, he, he can use the belly putter. Garbage. Don't you talk about Keegan. Move on. <laughs> he played good today, but he played good this weekend, by the way. All right, whatever. All right. Seven, Abe answer. Short knocker, but he hits a lot of fairways. He's seventh on this list. JT Poston, 
the poster child for a dude can only scramble and putt. He's eighth on this list. That's what I'm talking about. Like you, like, like sometimes we do these courses. Except I get these top tens, like, oh, that makes sense. Just the best players. JT Poston's the eighth best strokes game per round at this oh, place. God, nine God. is nine is Lee Westwood and ten's Jason Day. So you can kind of see from this list a lot of a big hodgepodge. You got a lot of guys who are just really good ball strikers and can't putt. There's some short accurate players. There's a bomber in Jason Day whose iron play is kind of deficient, but he just scrambles and putts really well. Yeah. You got a guy who can only really get up and down and post in. And then you have some guys who are pretty good at everything, like Scott and Thomas. So, yeah, yeah it's it's a little bit of everything. Uh, don't, pigeon, don't pigeonhole yourself into one type this week. Have an open mind. And let's get let's get a winner this week. No more second place finishes. Get a, let's get a winner, okay? God, we need a fucking winner. We got anything else before we? Nope, that's it. Why don't we wrap it up? All right, we'll wrap it up. So tomorrow night we got the DFS show with the one and only Nagels Bagels. So uh, he's coming on uh, to ask Steve a bunch of questions and insult me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, go. Steve said his article's coming out tonight on SportsGamingPodcast.com. Go click on that and then find the Slack channel, man. That's where a whole bunch of shit happens. Um, bunch of shaft guys kicking stuff around, making live bets over the weekend, things like that. So go follow that. You know where to find me, Boston underscore Capper on Twitter. Other than that, let's move on from the API. It's TPC week, baby. My favorite fucking week of the year for selfish reasons. So I'm going to break them fucking book. Let's go. Let's go.